following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Hey, it's Jennifer here, and yes, today we are on part three of three, Prayer Changes Everything. You're going to listen in to a message I did just recently on prayer. It is so important. We talked about prodigals. We're going to talk about prodigals and praying for the church. So many aspects of prayer. So why don't you jump right in and let's take a listen. Prayer Changes Everything. You all know the scripture in Luke 15. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. It's the most exciting thing is when you begin to pray for lost people to come home. I was recently, I was watching a a Christian uh, news broadcast, CBN News, and they were sharing about this uh, pastor who just would go in his backyard and he would scream out like you would for your kid to come in for dinner. And and he just would literally scream out in the neighborhood, Bobby, come home. And he, he was praying for his son. And he just, Bobby, come home. And he just began to cry that out loud as a prayer. You know, Psalm says to cry aloud. And he did that. And about a week or ten days later, that, that son came home. And he was shocked. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't really think he was actually going to come home. And he did. And so there's something powerful in your words. There's something powerful when you engage prayer at that level out loud. So if you don't have an out loud prayer, start there. Start with the people that you know that don't know the Lord and just begin when you're walking and you're outside, say, come home, come home. And then here's another one. I love this in, uh, in Jeremiah 31 because it shows us the heart of the Lord for prodigals to come home. This is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded. I love that. If you've had a burden, God has seen your tears. He knows. If you've had a burden for someone to come home, they will return from the land of the enemy. So there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own land. Is not Ephraim my dear son, the child in whom I delight? Though I often speak against him, I still remember him. Therefore, my heart yearns for him. I have great compassion for him, declares the Lord. And then I gave you another example of just a little prayer. You know, Heavenly Father, I pray for, and you fill in the blank. Lord, you have seen my tears and weeping. I stand on your word, and I declare that they will return home, that they will leave the land of the enemy. I know you love and you long for them with great compassion. So that's how you pray. pray. But you can literally stand on his word. You can say, I declare, I, God, I'm asking you, I am, bring them home. There's a, there's, a, there's a power in that. Bring them home. They have to come back to you. Another way to pray, the prayer that changes everything, is for miracles and wonders. And this is for those who believe. And you might see things as you go along the way, even at Meyer even in church, even at your family dinner, gathering, 
that you know that unless there's a miracle, you know, we, we need a miracle here, right? You're going to hear, you hear stories, you learn of things, you see things, and you're like, God, that's impossible. But there's nothing impossible with God. And so you can pray for miracles and wonders. For, so this is for those who believe. You have to decide if you believe. It says in Mark 16, 17 to 18, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, that's in Jesus' name, in my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. And they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. I personally love this verse. I've stood on this verse because when I took chemo, I said, I may drink that poison, but it will not harm me. I will live. I will live and declare the works of the Lord. And so you, you take the word of God and you have to believe it. You have to answer that question for yourself. And I love how he says, this is for those who believe. But that's about your faith. That's a prayer of faith. We had a young couple, so cute, with a little boy, and they came to one of our New Beginnings classes. And he had been in an accident. He had been injured, young and super cute. And you wouldn't know it, but, I mean, he, he was just in a lot of physical pain because of this accident. And uh, Doyle has so much faith to see uh, alignment with bodies and legs and backs. And he, he will always pray for somebody if he sees them in that kind of distress. And this guy, I mean, they were brand new to church, brand new believers, brand, brand new to everything, you know. So that's when it takes a lot of faith, right? It's not like somebody that's been around church for a long time or a seasoned believer. No, this was someone brand new. But we were just standing there talking as they were going to leave, and everybody had already left, and we were still talking, and he was explaining how his job had been hampered because he couldn't do his old job because of this. So we just stood there and prayed with him, and God touched his body. God just began to touch his body as we stood there. And he came back later and got a better job. He got the old type of job back because his body was healed. And so that was really a, a miracle. It was, it was, you know, healings take time and a process. That was, that was something instantaneous and it was really a miracle in his life and God will do that and you don't know when he's going to do that but he will do that and so you just have to be willing when the opportunity shows itself you have to be willing to ask him and what do you have to lose right Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever and we can ask him we can ask him for sick people to get well it says in 1 Peter 2 that he bore our sins in his body on the cross for, for several things. For that we might die to sin, that we might live for righteousness, and that we might have healing. And so, you know, if you are sick or someone you know is sick, ask those three questions. Are you willing to die to your sin? Are you willing to live for righteousness? And do you have faith that God would heal you because he covered it on the cross? So pray for those things. Those are things, if you are a person who prays continually, you're always looking for healings, for miracles, for wonders, because God is moving. God is alive and he's living and he's active and he's just looking for people 
that would be willing to engage with him so that he can touch people in the earth. And so are you willing to be one of those? The other one, the other area where prayer changes everything is the church. The church. So the church would just be so incredible. And when I say the church, yes, the church next door. But yes, the other churches in our community, the big C church, church, (laughs) that's God's avenue. And so these are some ways that you can pray for the church, that, that we would be effective in reaching people for Jesus, that people would return to church. That's a, that's a big prayer request right now. A lot of people haven't been able to return to church for whatever reason, for health and safety, that we would have health and safety at the church, for people to be delivered from fear and depression. There's a lot of anxiety and fear and depression that they would receive that wholeness, that the presence of God would touch their lives, that they would have ears to hear and eyes to see when they arrive for salvation, for freedom. Those are some ways you can pray for the church. I love this in John fifteen seven. If you remain in me, and if my words remain in you, you can ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. What a great motivator, right, to stay in, in, the, in the word of God. Because if his words are staying in us, we can just, we can ask him. I also like this verse because I don't mind asking him for anything. <laughs> I ask him, it doesn't mean he tells me yes all the time. He does not. Sometimes he says, no, Jennifer, no, no, wait, sorry. He tells me that a lot. <laughs> but I don't mind asking him. I just ask him. Why can't you just ask him? He's your dad. He's your good, good father. You can ask him doesn't mean you get a yes every time. But stay close to him and his word. So if you would choose a family on the staff at the church next door and give them a month in prayer, it would change everything. I don't know if you know the sacrifices that they make. I don't know if you know the prayers that they pray, but they do. I see it every week. <laughs> and so if you took a family... And here's some, I just jotted down some things that you could pray for them. For physical energy and strength, for emotional health, for spiritual growth, for their closeness to the Lord, for vision and courage and leadership in this season. It's taken a whole new set of leadership skills to lead through coronavirus season. For practical help, for provision, for volunteers and resources and schedule. You know, that's been a challenge because... And I even, I even, with George Barna, he's been in town, and he does all kinds of statistics. And he says that people are, are slowly willing to come back to church, and they're, they're, they're okay with that, but they're not willing to volunteer because they've, they're just healing. They're trying to recover themselves. They still have too much going on. Because if one kid gets sick in a class, then they have to, might have to quarantine their child, then mom and dad have to change their work schedules. Everything is still a bit up in the air. And so it's been hard. So pray. Pray for volunteers. Pray for resources and schedules and, and, you know, family time and encouragement and endurance. So those are some of the things. I love how Aaron and her, when they prayed for Moses, it says in Exodus 17, 12, that when Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and her held his hands up 
one on one side and one on the other, so his hands remain steady until sunset. That's such a beautiful picture of how we need one another. We've been talking about prayer changing everything, and I am challenging you to pray today. Pray for the church. Pray for your church's staff, for your pastors. Pray for miracles and wonders and healing. We talked about all of that on Prayer Changes Everything today. And now we need you to hold on because we're going to be right back. We're going to take a quick break here. But I just wanted to encourage you with our next guest because walking with God is possible. We see it every day and you are just going to love this treat that I have in store for you. You're listening to Jennifer Jackson on Simply for Women. <laughs> 